It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast with myself, Hayden Gullis, and of course, the incredible Amber Jones. We are going to be talking all things Formula One today as we are gearing up for the brand new season of Formula One and the Bahrain Grand Prix this weekend. Feels like it's been a long winter, but we're back, baby. I'll start off with a thank you for that introduction. We're getting nicer, aren't we? Well, can't complain here. But yeah, it's hit me now. I don't think, like, it hit me when we went to the Red Bull car launch, and then it hit me when Drive to Swipe came out, but now it's like, hit me, hit me, that the first hit Grand Prix... Hit me, F1, one more time. <laughs> is coming up. and bruised, you are. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm really excited. And testing got me even more hyped. I know some people, like, can say sometimes it's a bit dull, or, you know, you can't take it seriously, but that, I forgot testing, didn't I? Testing was another reason that got me more hyped for it. It is exciting. I do like when testing obviously comes around because you get those that first look at the cars out on track. And with, with some of the liveries, we've talked about it and the, the too much carbon. But in all fairness, when you see them out on track, they actually look really good altogether. Uh, there are a few little looks at the cars. You're like, they're slightly similar at speed. But also, notably, the Alpine came out in the last day of testing. They're slowly putting color back mm-hmm. on the cars. They're doing a reverse of other teams um, across the season. But for me, testing, I actually thought, in all fairness, this season was probably one of the I don't want to say, I feel bad saying it, but one of the dullest testing sessions that I've seen for a while. Mm -hmm. I think I I first started really paying attention to testing in 2013, 2014. And I just remember back then, and even back then I wasn't watching it live. I think I was still in college. So I was just looking at the daily kind of updates on my phone uh, for like Twitter and then the the live blogging. And I just feel like the reliability was so much worse. Like a team, if they got to a hundred laps in a day, that was an incredible feat, mm-hmm. and it was like massively celebrated. Now it's like 100 laps. Okay, that's just usual. Yeah, easy. these cars are unbreakable. I know. I mean, I feel like I know what you're saying, but you know, there was lots of mechanical issues and then the drain cover situation, and I thought there was enough in there, especially with you know the teams making different changes mm-hmm. to the car. And I was like, okay, how's Mercedes going to perform? You know, are Ferrari going to be faster? Are Red Bull going to dominate? Poor Aston Martin. You know, are they going to make a comeback? They said they're excited. Williams. So for me, I went into it like let's see how these cars are actually performing right now. I know, again, you can't really take it too seriously, but Red Bull are going to dominate. That's what I'm taking from this. Ferrari are second. Mercedes Mm -hmm. are trying to be second, but let's say Ferrari, second. Mm -hmm. Mercedes, kind of third. Poor Aston Martin, what is going on there? They struggled a little bit in testing this season. It's it's always hard to tell because... You don't know what fuel runs they're running. You know, they go on glory runs. Leclerc on the last day went fastest on the C4, the fastest set of tyres. But Carlos Sainz the day before went faster than he did mm-hmm. on the C... Sorry, Leclerc was on the C5 and Sainz was on the C4. So Sainz was on a harder compound of tyre, which is supposed to be slower, but he went faster than Leclerc did on day two. So it's one of those things you're like, okay, so how much fuel are they running? Who's really pushing? Who's really going for those glory runs? Or yeah. is a driver just, you know, holding back a little bit? Because on the first day, Max Verstappen was a second clear of everyone. And we were just like, okay, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, is kind of to be expected. They are going with a new philosophy of the car. So you are looking at that being like, maybe there's going to be a few mistakes coming in early doors. And then maybe another team can creep in. But they don't necessarily lose the pace that they had over the rest of the field from last season. So... It is looking like they could possibly be on top once again. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, we just have to really wait and see. It's so hard to tell. Well, they're 0.2 seconds faster than everyone else. And that's even with they're probably not pushing. Mm -hmm. And I guess no one else is really pushing to their full capacity either. But that's just shocking. I got a message on Instagram straight away, like from a friend saying, it's just Max Verstappen <laughs> just dominating again this season, isn't it? I was like, potentially. But I think even if we have that, the nice thing is the just under the top, mm -hmm. Obviously, you've got maybe the top five teams are trying to slowly get there. So I do yeah. feel like there'll be a nice battle between Ferrari and Mercedes again. McLaren still struggling slightly. I don't think they're going to have the era that everyone said before testing mm -hmm. they're going to have. Even Max came out and said, you know, oh, I think they're going to be really strong. I knew, like last podcast we did, I knew they were going to struggle. Because when they said the car's not ready for the launch, I thought, mm, that's not a good sign. You know, Lando did have a problem. Mm -hmm. Can they overcome these little mechanical issues, though, going forward? Yeah, McLaren's second lowest laps completed over the course of the test, 327 total. Um, and you compare that to, surprisingly, the top team. Haas! Haas 441, just kind of sneaking in there. Yes, Haas. Lap times weren't really incredible, but they were going for reliability and consistency. Yeah. You know, there's, there's those two different options in terms of what you run when you do testing. I follow um, Ruth Buscombe who is used to be the, the strategist yeah. for Alfa Romeo, currently on garden leave. And um, she was doing a lot of stories, just kind of yeah, telling yeah. people like how testing really works and what to look out for and what teams are doing. And you have kind of like three different choices in what you're going to run through testing. You can either go for those shorter programs and go for really test the speed of the car, but then you might not get those longer runs to develop a more consistent base mm -hmm. of, of, of setup um, across a more... A, a much wider range of circuits. Yeah. Whereas maybe someone like Haas were doing a lot more running. So that means that they're going to get a lot more data that would help them around a more, uh, a larger scale of circuits there. So um, yeah, a lot of different things going on. Obviously Haas going for a lot more laps. Um, but yeah, McLaren had that problem on day two. So that was 327 for them. And then Williams were the lowest after a, basically two problems uh, on day one. First of all, with Alex Albon mm -hmm. and then uh, Logan Sargent's spin uh, later on in the afternoon and that allowed them only to do 61 laps but they did have a strong day two and day three bringing that total back up to 299 but yeah definitely the least amount of data gathered across the test well them. with Williams exactly what you said to me last time because I was like you know they're pushing to make that more consistent carb and you were like yeah but if they were faster in you know different sectors or different parts of a track now they're going to lose out because they're trying to make it completely consistent and that's what we saw at Bahrain mm -hmm. they are better overall it's probably better for them than previous seasons, but they were faster in different sectors last mm. year. So it's like, do you want that consistent car or do you want to keep going for, you know, okay, we're fast here, but then we might lose time there. Like, I, d I mean, I guess it makes sense to keep it consistent because then you're not losing time anywhere. But for me, I was like, okay, they've, they've achieved their goal, which is good, but then is that really going to help them? I, I just still think they're going to stay quite, you know, bottom end of the grid. Yeah, potentially another team that was struggling as well, Alpine. They yeah. completed 333 laps. So yes, down at the lower end of the scale, uh, obviously compared to the bigger teams. But a lot of talk behind the scenes uh, is about them not really being particularly quick yeah. and losing the time on the rest of the field, dropping down potentially to near the back of the field. It's not looking good from the paddock gossip at the moment about Alpine. Obviously, when the season and that first practice session you're still going to be unable to tell where everyone is. You'll get a better picture. We won't really know until Q1 mm -hmm. on Friday. But, yeah, at the moment, Alpine, not looking that great. Which is great for Williams yep. because they did say that they wanted to try and you know start mm. to match Alpine a little bit and then that's their rivals, really, that they're aiming for. And I think 
that's easy done now because they're not performing well. They were quite midfield and now they're dropping all the way back to the bottom end of the grid. So it might be difficult for them. But what are your predictions? Let's say going into okay. the first Grand Prix, off testing, <laughs> what do you think? Okay, top five, because top three is quite yeah, easy. I hate this because it's just... I've been around long enough to know that testing mm -hmm. means absolutely effle, okay? Mm -hmm. It means nothing. Don't look into it. Don't read into it because we mentioned it on the last podcast. Mercedes, sandbagging in 2019 yeah. uh, and then win like the first eight races and destroy everyone and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. So like Red Bull went too fast on day one. They kind of did the Incredibles with Dash where it's like, slow down, slow down, slow down. Second, second. <laughs> so they, they've... they've, they've kind of keeping it under the radar at the moment, but I think Red Bull, you can't really knock them. From where they have been across the rest of the year, their race pace was incredible. Ferrari, yes, their one lap pace could look really good, but if they haven't sorted out the the tyre degrading issues that they had, then they're going to struggle again on race pace and Red Bull will just blast away from them. So I think it's going to be Red Bull. I think yeah. they're going to be at the top. I think then I'm going to go with Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to be looking at, I want to back McLaren. And I want to say that, yes, it's lap, let, it's not that many laps, but they're going to come back stronger and still, be, you know, they're going to have that pace from last year. A lot of optimism from Hayes yeah. Mowbray. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with McLaren. I'm going to go with McLaren. Okay. Then I'm going to go, I'm going to go for a surprise on the next one. I'm going to go RB. And then I'm okay. going to go with Aston Martin and then Mercedes. So that, that's top six, isn't it? I went to the six. Wow. I really I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I've gone with the RB because... There's a lot of talk that a lot of parts have been shared between the two teams, Red Bull and RB. Mm -hmm. And we've we've seen it back in, what year was it? 2020, I think it was, when Racing Point took a lot of parts and was basically like the Mercedes from 2019. It was pretty much identical. Mm -hmm. And that car was so dominant in 2019, the Racing Point were able to run pretty much the same car in 2020 and be the third best team. So if something similar were to happen, where RB have got a car that is basically the RB19, mm -hmm. then I think that car is strong enough still in this grid to be right up near the top. And they were looking good in testing as well. Um, some good times from them in terms of laps. They're kind of mid-pack 366, uh, just above Mercedes, but it's very close in that sort of area. Kicksalber and Aston Martin, 379. So, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm just going to put them in the mix at the moment. You no, know, I Daniel think Ricardo, that's fair strong enough. results from him. Yuki Tsunoda could, could be quite good for them. I think it might it may will be a nice season for them. But Aston Martin, I'm quite surprised you've put them in there underneath RB. Yeah, I mean... Um, Above Mercedes? Of, yeah, well, Mercedes, like, I, I think they're just getting in their programs. They're not really trying to go for glory runs or anything like that. They, they weren't really pushing it too much. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, 
and obviously lap wise is is a little bit lower but not by too much it's only by 19 so it's not not like a massive amount but you know if you miss out the last 19 laps of a race you're not going to score any points <laughs> are you so it <laughs> could it could out. be it could be fundamental for them but I mean with Mercedes though it's quite interesting that they moved parts of the upper wishbone to the front suspension mm-hmm. which can't be done you know in a race or across the race weekend potentially if they want to get it out there again so they are just testing you know different setups different yeah. parts at the minute and I was like what are they getting out of this is it still just to make improvements to the car you know throughout the whole mm-hmm. season and for the next few seasons like you say yeah. they're not doing the glory runs they're not out there saying like right we're going to be second or whatever mm-hmm. they really were just testing that car but I do think they were stronger than they had been mm-hmm. that's why I'm thinking you know Aston Martin struggled Mercedes are going to be above them maybe I mean for them they could just be testing a lot of things they've kind of been put in a sticky situation mm-hmm. because Lewis Hamilton before the season's even begun has said at the end of the season see you later yeah. I'm off to Ferrari so now Mercedes are going to be looking at that team and be like right okay there's no point building this car now around Lewis they've moved yeah. this placement of the seat in that car because Lewis didn't like it from previous seasons so they've now moved that to to make him more comfortable but now they're going to be building that car around what George wants yeah for the upcoming seasons because George at the moment is is the future or you know if they Pull in a big drive, they might have talks across the season to be like, What do you need? What what, what sort of car do you like? But well, George has seen now, all the drivers, you know, yeah, coming up on Toto's in, phone. On so, phone. but uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to be building that car around George. They could just yeah. be changing things and testing things to better suit his driving style. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how they perform this season. But I've got my eyes on Ferrari mm-hmm. because I think after watching testing now, Signs is not playing about. He's come <laughs> to say, right, you've kicked me out of my seat. He might have something else lined up that obviously we don't know about yeah. yet and it's not come out. But I think he's like, you know, mm-hmm. okay, you've signed Hamilton. Fair enough. I think he can understand they want Hamilton. But he is not messing mm-hmm. about. You know, he's come to dominate. I think it's going to be a really close battle between Leclerc and Signs. Yeah. I don't think he's going to let it go easy. And we did see lots of close battles between them and people really backed up Signs, and I didn't see it. But now I'm very hopeful that it's going to be a nice little rivalry between them before he's booted out the team. So what is your top five? Because I've given my top five. You actually Ooh. didn't give yours. And uh, for all the listeners right now, um, oh feel free to skip about five minutes whilst Amber decides. <laughs> How long five. have you got? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's quite easy. I think it's going to be Red Bull, obviously. Ferrari, Mercedes... Oh no. No, we've got This is out. the difficult we're part. Now. <laughs> oh gosh. Then. Then. Who? I don't want to say McLaren. Why? Poor McLaren. What, what have they I done? I know. I'm so sorry, McLaren. I just, I don't think they're going to have, I just feel like they're going to struggle a lot. Mm-hmm. I think there's just going to be something. There's going to be a mechanical issue here. No, retired. Typical McLaren season. Start off poorly, finish up at the end of the season quite strong exactly I, no, I just think <laughs> they love road to glories well. they just love road to glories they like to make it hard for themselves yeah but everyone likes that story you know that arc of like oh no we're awful at the beginning and they're great I don't oh no I'm gonna say McLaren okay who's fifth then who's the fifth top team for Amber Jones oh gosh who are we going seriously with? how long have you got yeah I, mean, um, I feel like we're gonna be here for a while no we will we decide because there's, there's I just there's, no there's kicks Alba no got RB um, it might be them, but... Aston? No. Alpine? No. Williams? No. So no one's fifth. We've, no. we've discovered that. There Everyone's, isn't a fifth. There's no one's fifth. No, I think it will have to be RB because I just mm-hmm. don't think that Aston Martin... Because it'd be between, technically, Alpine, Aston Martin, you know, McLaren, RB. So it's between them four. Yeah. Don't think it's Aston Martin. See you later. McLaren have already put them above. Mm-hmm. 
Alpine, it's really not. We've seen they've had a, a difficult test in this year, so it's not them. So by default, it's RB. Well, I think RB are going to be very happy to be in P5 <laughs> by default. So sorry, <laughs> RB. Please don't come for me. Right, moving away from the testing and, uh, well, at least the testing facts and figures and where we think the team's going to be, the biggest talk and probably the only drama of testing was the drain covers. Oh, uh, kept coming loose. First happened on day two, um, and that ended the morning session early. Mm -hmm. And then it happened again on day three, and that kind of stopped running on early on in day three and allowed us, instead of having a lunch break, to just run continuously until mm -hmm. uh, the end of the session to try and get that time back. Um, a very strange one that it kept on happening, but also something different this year that ha doesn't really happen in previous years is the drivers were taking a line that is very similar to how we drive a circuit on the F1 game. Mm -hmm. Now, on the game, because it's not real real life, you can use the runoff area, you can use those concrete sandy patches, and you're not really going to lose any grip. So you mm -hmm. can open up the corner a lot more to carry more speed through the corner. Um, but it's never really been done in real life because mm -hmm. obviously it's sandy out there. You're going to maybe lose grip. You could spin the car on, yeah, on one of those sections. Yeah, damage the car or anything. Yeah, but they've started using it. And of course, because of that, the drain covers underneath with the ground effect cars, it's basically like a huge vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and it's then it just... It's sucking everything up. Yeah, yeah. So that drain cover's just gone taken up and uh, it keeps on just keeps on happening. They really need to sort out these drain covers because well, the last happened at Vegas. Exactly. Do you think it's then, because you've mentioned, obviously, you know, you wouldn't have this in previous seasons. Is it because the cars are so different now that they can't, continue to take that racing line that they were um, taking like what do you think would cause them to now be taking the racing line that you're seeing in the buddy games that you're playing i don't know i i, I really don't know why all of a sudden it's it, it's it started happening i i can't imagine it's them watching f1 esports oh God, or do you know what? racing hayden was like, so yeah, god oh god watching, on that i'm gonna yeah, do watching it. me on stream be like Hang on a minute. He, what is that line? He's the next Let's F1 driver. <laughs> I mean, you never know that they could be watching some, some F1 sim racing and, and picking up little tips from that, which is a really weird thing to say. <laughs> but it could just be maybe going on a track walk and seeing that something's changed between the season of the circuit. Maybe they've yeah. adapted something or the curb's a little bit smooth or the cars can run that a lot better um, with the ride hikes. Obviously, the first season we were really struggling with running the cars low and having the porpoising effects. Mm -hmm. But now... Popsing is a thing of the past. It doesn't really happen anymore. So maybe that's something that they've looked at. The, the development of these cars have allowed it, them to get out a little bit wider and not worry about having that car that curb right in the middle of the car. Yeah, which now I think the drain cover is starting to be the villain <laughs> of Formula One, isn't it really? It's causing a lot mm -hmm. of problems. It damaged the Ferrari, mm -hmm. which isn't great. And I do think we're going to see this. Like you say, we saw it in Las Vegas. Now we're seeing it in Bahrain. I just think we're going to see it a lot now. But... That's great for viewership. Not great for the teams and not great for the drivers. Sometimes not great for viewership. Too many red flags and it gets really irritating. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. if it's a boring race. <laughs> great viewership. Is it because it's, it's, <laughs> it's that bad? You're like, I need to go make a cup of tea. I need to go have a snack. And this racing is disrupting my time right now. I need a red flag. Bring out the drain Thank cover. Thank you, red flag. Thank you, drain <laughs> cover. No, I think when we get those dull races, which I'm hoping we won't see that this season, I'm hoping it's closer racing. I'm hoping there's more teams fighting for the championship constructors or drivers well maybe not drivers but constructors <laughs> then sometimes you need something to make it interesting so if someone goes over a drain cover and it damages their car and they get pulled in 
That's an element of drama added to the race. I don't know who's more of a villain now, the drain cover or Emma Jones. <laughs> or uh, to me. All the teams wishing for a car. It to was be me damaged. that wrote in to F1 <laughs> saying, get the drain covers everywhere. If this woman is at a circuit, keep <laughs> a close eye on the drain covers because I might see a few of them unscrewed from her. Um, okay, <laughs> drain covers, we make sure that those are tightened down, welded yep. down, and hopefully we won't have uh, any more issues. Right, I mean, that's that's it for testing. Um, is there anything coming up at the weekend? Anything going on? No, not that I can think of, you know. Um, nothing on the Sunday. No, no, there but is there nothing is on, on the, the Saturday. Because Formula One's back, baby. Uh, Bahrain Grand Prix. Very, very excited. It's always such a great time of the season when you hear Crofty say those famous lines at the start of the season. It gives you chills mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, we're back. I'm so excited. And the good thing is now I've got like so many more friends, like like we were speaking about last time, involved. Yeah, more friends. I've just That's made loads over the weekend. Loads <laughs> of more friends involved in F1 now. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we can all chat about it. And like, obviously we do a podcast and we can do our review of it. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's hit me again. Because you've said that now, Hayden. Battered and bruised. Literally, it's really hit me. And I just don't know how this season's going to go. Minus the first place. <laughs> I don't know how the season's going to go, so I am coming into it very you, optimistic. You, you never know. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, well, I always feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a really big optimistic person. Yeah. No matter what. Maybe I'm deluded. <laughs> yes. Correct. That might be true. But I go into a season with optimism, not because I dislike the driver who's currently dominating, because I'm a Lewis Ham Hamilton fan, mm -hmm. and I watched Lewis Hamilton dominate. But even during those years, I was like... Come on now, Ferrari. Let's let's yeah. let's bring a challenge, Bottas. Come on, let's let's actually bring a challenge across the season. Th those didn't happen, yeah. but um, yeah, it's something that we all kind of want to see. We want to see close racing, yeah. and you know, to an extent, there is close racing. It's always a lot better when you do have that race battle right down to the wire. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot of fights going on. If you okay, I know some people find this difficult to understand, but if you just ignore Max Verstappen just for just for a little bit, that's okay, what I'm saying. He's still Where in the lead. P1? He's still winning. But just ignore Max Verstappen for a second and just look at the great battles that are happening yeah. below him. You know, that, that fight for second is usually always very close uh, out on track unless mm -hmm. Sergio Perez hasn't had a stinker in qualifying. But we did see that a little bit last season. Mm. I know like overall people did, you know, the general consensus was it wasn't very interesting because of domination. But we did see that in a few races of the battles and that's the, mm. the most exciting races we had. That's why I do think we will see that. But... What's got me really excited, Hayden? Okay, here is we go. Steiner is back in the paddock. He is, and I am absolutely buzzing for it. So he's going to be doing, I think, it's German yeah. TV, little bit, you know, commentary on the races. That's what we wanted. I hope we see him in Drive so to Survive again. So now you're going to be learning German just to, oh, just to see Morgan to well, Steiner. You know what? I learned it from year seven to year nine. I can't say anything. I can count to three. No, I can count to eight. So that's all I'll know. Once they start saying numbers, I'll be like, oh, yeah. I only know one phrase in German, and I'm not going to repeat it on the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, Bahrain Grand Prix, Gunsteiner's back. Um, but yeah, we're not going to be, well, I'm not really going to enjoy him because I won't be watching German TV. You might I will. I'll get dabble the, in it. I'll get the subtitles on or some sort of technology if there's no subtitles where <laughs> it converts it at the same time into English. I want to see Steiner. And I really do want to see him in Drive to Survive next season. I just don't know if it's going to happen. He'll be on. He'll be there, oh like 100%. Because Claire Williams was brought back for this yeah. season, which I think is a really good addition to have, mm -hmm. you know, someone from that team principal um, kind of background to 
talk about what it is like to be in those really tough, tricky situations. Yeah. So, of course, I mean, Gunter Stein is a character. He's not just going to disappear. And to have mm -hmm. him to also do that role, yeah. talk about what it's like to be a team principal um, and to give those Will Buxton lines or, mm -hmm. or um, yeah, now Claire Williams lines as well. Is, is, is gonna he going to be, be more rogue? Because he's, he's already oh, rogue. Oh, he'll definitely have. Yeah, is he going to be There'll be a more? lot of one-liners from him, <laughs> for sure. Oh, I just think he's such a great more addition rogue. to F1. I feel like more rogue because he has no team obligation exactly. now. Exactly. So it'll be more rogue. That's what I mean. He's already rogue. So how more can it get? But we shall see. Another addition to this season is Crofty is obviously stepping down mm -hmm. from three races. Yep. And Harry Benjamin is going to be replacing him. When I saw that, mm -hmm. I literally messaged Harry straight away. I was like, oh my gosh, this is huge. This is amazing. It's quite nice as well because obviously we love Crofty. Everyone is, you know, would never mm. want to see Crofty leave. We also love Harry. So it's yeah. nice to have, you know, a new person in there. We know he's going to do a great job anyway. So I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, great, great gig for Harry Benjamin. Of course, if you're regular listeners of the WTF1 podcast, yeah. he actually hosted this last season. He did a lot of voiceovers for the channel as well last mm -hmm. season. So, um, but I think it's brilliant for him. I think I'm, I'm really excited to see his take because every commentator is kind of different. Yeah. I think Crofty is really, really great at um, building up that excitement in in any sort of situation. Um, and I really want to see what Harry can bring to that and what mm -hmm. his different dynamic as a commentator is going to be. Obviously, he has done Formula One stuff before. He did uh, F1 Kids mm -hmm. for Sky F1, and then he's also done stuff with uh, BBC. So he's done yeah. a lot um, of commentary, but I'm really excited to see how that goes. And I also, I think a lot of people will, in those races, because I think a lot of people put a lot of stick on Crofty. And I think as a, as a presenter or commentator, your job is to, you know, obviously do the best job that you can. But if you do a good job, no one really recognizes it. No one really says, oh, that was a really good job from you. But as soon as you make a mistake, yeah, everyone's on, you. on it. So as soon as there's a mistake or a little stutter of lines from Crofty, everyone's kind of on it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people will take those free races out and be like, do you know what? I miss, I miss Crofty. Not in a sense that like Harry Benjamin sucks. I want Crofty back. I mean, there'd be some people like that, which check yourselves okay but <laughs> you always get those comments yeah. though don't you regardless of who would come in and replace someone for a few races or whichever yeah. no i know what you mean i think that's the maybe the downside of sometimes the media industry is like you don't get praised for how like good you are mm -hmm. a lot that like, you will obviously every now and then but it's not consistent but like you say it's like yeah one mess up oh they're awful they yeah. shouldn't be in this job and then yeah it's not that nice but i don't know i mean i i think because we're in it Mm -hmm. We don't notice it as much as people obviously like watching it that aren't in this industry, like in the media industry. But I think Harry's going to come in, absolutely smash it. And then if Crofty, you know, ever wants to take a step back or when he starts to retire, mm -hmm. I think Harry Benjamin is really just going to be the perfect role to step up to that if he wants to. I don't even know if he wants to. Harry, if you're listening, you know, I've offered you a job there. <laughs> <laughs> it is silly season, even in the commentary booth. It is. Of course. I mean, I mean, it's, it's always interesting for, with stuff like that because... A lot of people moving about and Alex Jakes, of course, is, is the commentator over on, on Channel 4 and I believe he is the main F1 broadcast as well. So there's a lot of commentary moving about. But it's one of those things, I suppose, that you have to wait in the wings for the established person to then be like, OK, cool, I'm going to take a step back. Which yeah. I feel like it's no real surprise. And I guess no. this is what we're trying to we, we're, we're finally starting to see with having 24 races in a mm -hmm. season 
is that it is very demanding, especially for somebody who has a family as well. I think for someone who's maybe my age and yes, okay, I'm in a relationship, but if I was if I was a single person, then I would be able to go and live that lifestyle and have yeah, no and responsibilities. Yeah. And it would be a great life. But, you know, as soon as you have that those sort of commitments to other people mm -hmm. it takes its toll on you to be away from family and to be away from home life for so long so it's no surprise that three weekends for this year it's still 20 weekends a season which is still a, a lot. lot um to take part in but i suppose for a job sometimes that you do love it it never really does feel like working yeah that's another uh, maybe downside but also a positive to this industry it's exciting you get to travel but at the same time you know you do have to say goodbye to people for a long time so 100 and i think that was the big question around the drivers is how are they going to handle this because mm -hmm. you know they're in the car it's physically like it takes a toll on other people as well physically but they're the ones going through the crazy g-forces and it's so strenuous on their body and mentally to be able to do mm -hmm. races for two hours after 20 minutes of go-karting i'm like whew. I'm mentally tired, physically tired, <laughs> never mind in an F1 car for that long. So it takes a massive toll on them. Do you think that we will see races reduced in the next few years? Or do you think it's going to no. be added? I, I, more I really races? don't. I mean, I know um, we have seen it talks from people high up to be like, oh, we need more cars on the grid and, and, and less races. Um, but I just don't think it's going to happen because money talks yeah. at the end of the day. You know, there's a lot of countries and and promoters that are willing to pay lots of money to to host a Grand Prix. And there's a lot of commercial value as well to have Grand Prix hosted in big cities like Madrid coming on. So I don't feel like it is going to get to a place where we go, okay, we're going to start reducing it. I hope that we don't go for more. I hope that it's not like, okay, now for 2026, we're going for 25 races. I think people have a big races. issue though. Hopefully the drivers the get together. <laughs> <laughs> Space racing. <laughs> I think the drivers will get together eventually though and say like, this is just mm. too tough now because most of them are only in relationships. I think there's very few that have kids. Is yeah, it only... Um, Magnussen, Hulkenberg, I think has, they both have kids. Um, Alonso doesn't have kids. So it's only them two on the grid at the it's minute. Probably some others that we're missing. Um, but... I can't think off the top of my head right now. But, you know, in comparison, it's it's not a large number mm -hmm. that have kids. So technically, you know, the others can do it. But again, you know, family come yeah. into it, you know, like yeah. parents or external family. So I think they might get, you know, fed up of it and then mm -hmm. be like, right, okay, we all need to come together, have a few whispers and then be like, right, we're going to go to the FIA and just say, look, this is ridiculous. We need to get rid of some of the races. Maybe, maybe. I think, yeah, across the seasons... Potentially. I mean, for me, it's always been, I think there was like 16 races when I first started, maybe 17, 18 around then. And then you're like, I get it as a fan, as a casual fan who is getting into the sport and you're like a new, a new circuit on the grid is exciting. I think when you work from it, it's a, you have a different perspective because it is a lot of work and it is a lot of time in the year. But I think, yeah, it's something that we can discuss for mm -hmm. months and seasons to come and yeah. if they start to bring them on. But I think I think we're at a place where it's not going to be added anymore. No, hopefully no. I mean, we say that though and it sounds awful saying, please no more races. <laughs> but it, just because I think it is quite time consuming, isn't it? It's like, you know, every single weekend and we love it. And then it gets to a point where if the season's not super interesting, then you're not as looking forward to that next race because you don't know how it's going to work out anyway. Yeah. So that sounds awful to say, <laughs> please don't give us any more races as F1 fans. But yeah, I think yeah. 20 races is a, a nice 
number. Yeah, I think 20 is fine. Keep it at 19, 20, yeah. and then you're sorted. Yeah. So if you're listening F1, <laughs> get rid of the rest of the races. 19, 20 is the optimum number. The good thing, though, about the start of the season is that we haven't had any races yet, and we can get excited for exactly. the first race. And uh, remember, everyone at home, it is Saturday. It's not the usual Sunday this time. It's all uh, because of Ramadan, so we're not racing on Sunday. Instead, we're going to be racing on Saturday. So make sure you don't forget that. Qualifying will be Friday as mm. per as per usual the day before the race and then that means practice will be on the Thursday so and make sure you mark your calendars the don't first, miss it <laughs> the first two races follow that format yes yeah, Saudi's exactly the same mm -hmm. uh, the week after so I'm excited it's going to be weird watching a race on a Saturday um, usually I'm doing my own race on a Saturday, mm -hmm. so uh, you got to park that. I've got to park that. Well, no, I'm happy that... park that. Oh yeah, yeah, you so can't. I'm not. I'm not going to be racing Saturday. I'm going to be watching instead, and it's going to be very, very exciting. Who's going to win the first race? What are our predictions? I want a top five from you, driver wise. Drivers, yeah. Max. Well, she, you're going Max first. Well, see, you gonna, I'm, I'm straight gonna, into it. Are we going to go straight into straight five? Into or do, it. do you want me to do mine? No, 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 no. Straight into it. Otherwise, <laughs> okay. we'll be here all day if not. So. <laughs> Max, 100%. Yeah. I'm going to back Perez in this one. I think, you know... Okay. You know, maybe... I know sometimes he's a bit questionable in qualifying and things. But no, I think yep. Perez second, third... Oh. And we've hit the yeah. spot. Yeah, no, okay. it, this is where it always starts to go downhill. Once I start to overthink it. <laughs> you went for the two dominant drivers <laughs> and then you go, hmm. Hmm. Everybody else, what do I do? Yeah, because everyone's quite similar at Paul this point. Just pick... It's definitely, I think the Ferraris are up there, but I just don't think it's going to be like Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, like in bunches. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. trying to break it up to make it more exciting. So I'm going to go with Max, Perez, Leclerc. Oh no. Signs. Oh gosh. And. Oh, One more driver. I don't want to say Hamilton. Um, Who did you go for your top? Who did you go for your top three of teams? Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes. So you need a Mercedes driver, surely, then? There's, oh, I think now because they're changing the car and it might not be There's as designed Amber's, for Amber's Hamilton. It's a 50-50 <laughs> chance, okay? Hayden, this is so difficult. No, 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 because I have to go through every little intricate detail. So... <laughs> Why do you have to go into so much detail? I have to. So it's got to be... We are so different. I just I pick about the hat. I'm like, this one, this one, this one, this one. Why? Trust me. <laughs> I think it's very like stereotypical, like man and woman right now. It's like, I'm sitting there overthinking everything. No, okay. We'll go for it one last time. Max Perez, Leclerc signs okay. and Russell. Okay. Russell beating Hamilton. Just, Interesting I know. start to the season. Okay. Uh, for me. Ooh, who do I go with? Oh, he's doing an amber. Uh, no, we'll go for <laughs> Max Verstappen first. Yeah. I'm then going to throw in... Not Perez. Science. Okay. No, no, I will go Perez. Perez usually does always run well at Bahrain. Obviously, that's where he got his first win. Um, I know it was the oval version of the circuit, but still, uh, strong showing from Perez usually here, I believe. Um, so second for him. Then I'm going to go Leclerc. No, Ferrari are always going to give Leclerc the best strategies now. It's going to yeah. be Leclerc. Then it's going to be, then it's going to be, then it's going to be. Your voice is getting higher, Yuki so you're getting Sonoda. confused. I'm going for a road wow. RB wow. at the start of the season. They're going to be quick. I'm going to be wrong. Yuki Snowder usually does well at Bahrain. It's where he scored his first point on day. Wait, and you're putting Yuki for fourth place? Yuki, I'm putting for fourth place. Wow. It's going to be a big, big surprise. Everyone's going to be like, damn, boy. But you put the McLarens 
Did you put McLaren higher than RB? I can't remember. <laughs> Me either. I can't remember. Point. I swear you I did. I think RB was in the top. RB was in the top five, but I think it's just going to be a. It's going to be a wow. shock result. Yuki's going to. Yuki's going to work some magic. Uh, then it's going to be Lando. And then we're going to have Science. But you really spiced that one up, didn't you? Hey, that could be I like a hot take I'm in deluded. itself. I'm deluded. Yeah. And I'm optimistic. Yeah. And I'm going to be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take it. I'm going to take the slack. Think, yeah, but imagine now it turns around and you are correct. Yeah. And then everyone will bow down. They to will. Me and I'll be like, you were laughing at me, but you ain't laughing now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I like those predictions, Hayden. I don't think we'll see it, but I kind of hope that we do because it keeps it exciting. Exactly. You know, we're hopeful over here, realistic over there. I know. I've done it again, haven't I? Too realistic. At least it's, it's better. At least we don't have the same opinions. Yeah. Yin and yang. I'll take it. Here we are then, Amber, your favourite part of the podcast. Oh, the spiciest yeah. part of the podcast is time for the WTF1 Hot Takes mm-hmm. of the weekend of the Bahrain Grand Prix this weekend. We're going to be kicking things off with... Kind of a bit of a downer. Oh. Um, this one's from at Hendo CFC. And they say this will be the first season in F1 history in which one driver wins all races. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. So... You come straight Straight away. We spoke about this. Remember, I was like, you know, max domination. You were like, all races. And I thought, I don't want to say all races, but technically, yes. Unless a mechanical issue or, I don't know, maybe drain cover problem. Second highest team on reliability at testing. I think he will win all of them. Okay, no, he won't win all of them. But like I'm saying, it's because of faults, not of his own. It will be of some other issue. Mm -hmm. But... I think that's not a super spicy hot take because, you know, he won most of the races last year. So all, Yeah, all but three, I think it was. Exactly. Perez won two and Science, Science won one. Um, it could certainly happen mm-hmm. if they carry on and t- then take a step further on development from last year's car, then they're going to be super strong. And then Max Verstappen as well is very, very strong. The one element that could creep into it and I said this before, is with a new version of the car, Max might not have grips to it yet mm-hmm. and be able to steer it into his own direction that gets that advantage over Perez that Perez might sneak an early win. It might be one, it might be two, like we have seen in previous seasons. But then after that, Max gets the grips of the car. He's dialed in. He's got the setup exactly how he wants it. And away he goes. It's going to be one of those mm-hmm. things that across the season, if you're not a Max Verstappen or a Red Bull fan, you're going to be rooting against it. Yeah. Everyone's going to be fully hoping for a mechanical failure, a little incident, mm-hmm. just something to topple Max Verstappen. But I think if it were to happen, 
I think everybody would look back at that season and be like, wow, that is, I've just witnessed F1 history there. And that you, you, you can't help but look at it and go, that is incredible. Kind of like we think, did last season. Exactly. I do think it's going to happen. Adrian knew he's been cooking. They said they're <laughs> happy with the car. And, you know, the pace in testing, 0.2 seconds above the rest of the grid, not even at pushing capacity. For me, that's like, yeah, he's definitely going to dominate. You know, maybe he's going to not win on one or two. That's my prediction. Spiciness? Are we ready Spiciness? For that? It's not super spicy because it's nothing like out of this world. I think it can be done if there's no other problems. <laughs> that's, that's depressing. That, it, that it can <laughs> be done. Just a little. <laughs> not so, wrong, but it is depressing. Yeah, spiciness. I'm saying like, oh, I can't do 0.5s. No. I'm saying <laughs> two. It would have been a 1.5, but Hayden doesn't let me at 1.5, so it's a two. It need help. It's a two. I actually really okay. do. <laughs> I'm just going to go in the middle it's a medium it's it's a free for me i think okay. i think that, that's fair enough um right next one well, this one is from at uh, jr green 16 thank you very much for getting your hot takes in if you want to send us your hot takes make sure you let us know over on twitter or in the comments below but this one from them is there will be at least two new full race winners this season two new yep. race winners yeah Full race as well, so not a sprint, because obviously Piastri has yeah. had a sprint race win, so he could feature into this. So it could be Lando, you could pick Lando and Piastri, potentially. Unfortunately, because of the Stroll. last hot take we've just had. Could pick Lance Stroll? Well, swiftly moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, because of the last hot take we've just had, one, we're, we're saying it's quite unrealistic, we're going to see potentially another race mm -hmm. winner and if so i don't think it's going to be anyone new unless there, there there is something else at play but i don't think on just the driver craft yeah. or the driver itself because i think perez might win a race mm -hmm. i think we might see leclerc win a race i think we might see uh i don't think about signs i don't know we might see no i after the mercedes no so those three RB, people you know to win i just don't think <laughs> i just I really don't. If Max wasn't in the equation, then yes. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is the spiciest hot take. We're going to see new drivers get a race win. But no, unfortunately, I'm going to back this one up, you know, and say, I just, I don't think that don't hot take's spicy enough. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that optimism, we're going to go back to the optimism. Yeah. Um, and from on, where Hayden. I made my predictions at the start of the season, thinking McLaren were going to be good and taking elements of testing, be like, that's just sandbagging. All right. We're mm -hmm. going to see a completely different McLaren uh, come the first race of the season and they're going to be up there. They're going to be in the fight. It's going to be exciting. And if that happens, then both of them certainly can win a full race for sure. But it is reliant on mclaren being a strong team yeah. and carrying on the, that development from last season or it's relying on external factors that someone else's race gets ruined yeah 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 i mean mechanical issue for max or maybe we have something like singapore where they struggled there yeah. and it allowed science to creep in and get that race win or i was thinking like maybe like a wet race but at the same time max is too good in the wets as well so unstoppable exactly um, it is max verstappen domination yeah so it, I think it's only really reliant on McLaren being stronger than they were last season compared to Red Bull. And then that's how we're going to get our full new race winners. But it is still a slim chance. Mm -hmm. But I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. And I would really, really like to see it happen. I like that optimism. I don't share it, yeah. but I like it. You are a, it's great. You are a Debbie Downer. Oh, that's I know. What you are. 
pessimistic on this podcast, yeah. aren't I? Jesus, I'm really not like this in real life, everyone listening. I'm very optimistic, but unfortunately when it comes to F1, I'm going on this stat. <gasps> Hayden's shaking his head. Very, very. <gasps> oh my gosh. No, I'm going to rate that, that hot take. It's not spicy enough for me, so I'm going <laughs> to stick at a two for that hot take. Yeah, not spicy at all for you. Um... Yeah, I think I think it's not necessarily a spicy hot take. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing to debate about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I know the Lando Norris fans will be like, "No, he can do it." And yeah, I mean, he's got the ability. Yeah, hundred percent. Just unfortunately, it's dependent on the car. Mm. So I will go with a two for you as well. We're agreeing. We are agreeing. Hayden, we're making progress. We are. Uh, last one. This is coming in from at Racing Bulls. Um, this is Racing Bulls will be the fifth team this season, just like I said. Oh, uh, they get more points than Aston Martin in the World Constructors Championship, even though Alonso will outscore both Ricardo and Snowder separately. Oh, I like this one. I think it's very spicy because you can debate it quite a bit. So Alonso's going to drag that car up. It's not going to be where. I think I put it. I think I put it fourth. So I think I put it ahead of the. No, I think I put RB fourth, and then I put Aston Martin third. And I think I think, no. I don't yeah, you I put Aston Martin quite they, far I'm up, and sure I was very surprised. There. I think they were fifth. I, I do think that RB will do well. I do think they'll come above Aston Martin this year, which I don't want to see that happen. I was really hopeful that Aston Martin were going to have a stronger era. The developments they made on the car were going to be better. So I was like, yes, team, come on. We're going to see more podiums and I was going to say race wins, but potentially not. Um, but now, yeah, I don't I don't think so. I do think RB are going to come out on top, but then mm. Alonso, they're saying that Alonso is going to outperform both drivers. Yes, yeah, outscore both drivers across the season. It's only because he's more experienced and he's shown us in the Aston Martin that he can do well. Mm-hmm. So, statistically, <laughs> I think, yes. Are you relying on stats? Because oh, you don't, you're too afraid to give your own opinion here. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> statistically. I know, I'm, I'm trying to be, like, not realistic, but re- I'll say, okay, realistically. What it sounds like to me <laughs> is sitting on the fence. <gasps> That's what it sounds hey, like. You know what we need those point scorers for how often Hayden tells me that I keep sitting on the fence. <laughs> They're like ding 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 ding. No, I will say that no no no. I'm just looking at the facts, right? Hayden, realistically Alonso should outperform them. Mm-hmm. But then if you're looking at the car, the RB looks stronger right now. So, if they can use their amazing driver craft against Alonso in maybe a car that's performing a little bit lesser than they are, then yes, they will outperform, <laughs> but Alonso won't. But realistically, you would expect Alonso to outperform them. Yeah, Alonso's up there for me as with Hamilton and Verstappen as championship contenders. Exactly. I know that obviously they've all won championships, yeah. but they give them the right car, they can fight throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, one of the strongest drivers on the field and even in F1. I feel like for Fernando Alonso. So he can certainly drag a car where it's not supposed to be. I think they could be on two different trajectories across the season. Mm-hmm. I think RB could come out really strongly, have this RB19 from last season, um, the Red Bull's dominant car from 2023. But then kind of like how Racing Point were in 2019, started off really strongly and then other teams kind of caught up to them. And I think Aston Martin are going to be on a similar sort of scale as McLaren from last year, 
Where they start off maybe slightly. So I'm, I'm hoping for Aston that they're not right at the bottom yeah. like McLaren were, but they start off slightly lower in the field and then they build up across the season and can be a really strong team. But it's just whether there's enough time or whether Red, uh, whether RB mm-hmm. can get enough of a head start before then. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Because Alonso's got that aggression, whereas he's going to get like the full capacity out of that car. Mm-hmm. So even if obviously, you know, they are mm-hmm. lower end, then I do think that he can really, really push it. See what Lance Stroll is doing. Yeah, this is why I disagree with this hot take because it'll be it'll be Lance Stroll obviously um, outperforming yeah. the car. Yeah, <laughs> Lance Stroll lover. Uh, that, now that is that's an optimism a little bit too far, even exactly. for me, and that is very very Delulu. But what are you so rating that hot part take? Part of me is secretly hoping for it from from Not Lance Stroll, of course. Um, <laughs> I think it could be a close one. And like I say, it all depends on on development across the year. But if we look at it right now and what I think right now in terms of where the teams are, I think, yes, I agree with it. I think RB will be very strong at the blocks and they're going to have a great performance. But Alonso is Alonso and he's going to pick up those performances and that car is going to be very strong, hopefully, by the end of the season. Yeah, I agree with you. So I think I'm going to... I'm going to say that's a spicy hot take because the thoughts were flowing around my head and I was going over all the stats (laughs) and everything. So... I'm going to rate that hot take a four. Okay. I'm also, we are agreeing quite a lot today. Whoa. I'm also going to give it a four as well. And with that bombshell, we're going to end this uh, podcast today. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to us. And make sure you are following on whatever platform you are listening to us right now. We will see you next week to break down the first race of the season. Formula One's back. Remember, Saturday. Do not miss it. Do not tune in on a Sunday and be like, where's the Grand Prix? Because everyone's going to be pointing at you and they're going to be laughing. But hopefully you can join us on the podcast next week and we're going to talk about the Bahrain Grand Prix. Enjoy the race and we'll see you then. Bye-bye.